conservative? You bet. Controversial? Right again. It's time to squabble on the Jim Benson Show. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Jim Benson Show. Conservative talk radio covering the issues that concern you here on the BBS radio network. As you know, the big news recently has been the indictment late last week of President Donald Trump over alleged mishandling of classified documents from his presidency. It's only too obvious, as Trump and numerous other commentators have observed, observed, that this indictment is an attempt by the shockingly corrupt, leftist-dominated U.S. Department of Justice to distract the American public's attention from the much more serious allegations of Joe Biden taking a multi-million dollar bribe, along with one of his family members, I believe, in exchange for favorable U.S. policy toward the entities paying that bribe. This was disclosed by Representative James Comer, chairman of the House Oversight and Accountability Committee, at the same time news of the Trump indictment broke. Comer said that FBI Director Christopher Wray had finally agreed to let Comer and the rest of his committee view a previously kept secret FBI document detailing allegations by a highly respected confidential bureau source of the, allega- of the alleged bribery scheme. Since a few days ago, when all this news broke, I've been trying to keep up with the all steady stream of media reports about it and to make sense of it all. And most recently, the federal indictment of Trump has been unsealed. But from what I have seen, its details are still being looked at and analyzed by media people. Trump is expected to surrender to federal authorities the day after tomorrow in Miami for processing on some 37 felony counts in the indictment. Georgetown University professor Jonathan Turley said this is the most serious of all the legal actions being taken against Trump and the former president or rather the president in exile, should I say, as late the late commentator Rush Limbaugh used to say, faces a lifetime in prison if convicted. At the same time, the DOJ has also reportedly indicted Trump's former valet in an attempt to get that person to flip and testify against Trump in the case. It's, another very obvious thing is that the, the establishment is terrified of Trump. The establishment and their Chinese Communist Party masters are terrified of Trump. And they're willing to do just about anything to get rid of him once and for all. Without going into further commentary myself about these matters, let's dive into some of these soundbite files I've recorded over the weekend, which provide more insight into what's been going on. Remember that these sound files were mostly recorded from what was leaked about the indictment before it was just recently unsealed. To begin with, here's audio from an interview Fox's Harris Faulkner did a few days ago with conservative commentator David, Victor David Davis Hansen on his reaction to the Trump indictment. It starts off with Faulkner referencing the FBI's role in its prior investigation of Trump over what has become known as the Russia collusion hoax, in which it was falsely claimed Trump colluded with Russia to steal the 2016 election. It then transitions to last week's indictment situation. Play sound by one, please. Matthew uh, Whitaker just said something that I want to start with. He said that, you know, what we found out about the FBI investigation into President Trump was a hoax. But it was worse than that. 
picture. What we found out it was that they had been politicized, weaponizing things against this former president from the top levels of the FBI. Your thoughts? That's exactly right, Harris. And it was even worse than that, because we now know that Hillary Clinton hired a foreign national, which is a good it's a felony to work on a campaign, and she hid those payments to Christopher Steele through the DNC, Perkins Coie, and Fusion GPS, and she destroyed materials that were under subpoena, and that there was no FBI reaction at all. We know that James Comey knew that the dossier was fraudulent because he'd offered his agency had offered a million dollars to find one credible iota of evidence, and when they couldn't do it, he still tried to delude a FISA justice by presenting that as evidence successfully. So to get a writ. So it's, this is a sad day because you see what it does, Harris. It, it destroys all the credibility of the United States as a moral arbiter of democracy and constitutional government. How can we tell anybody in Asia or Africa or South America what they should be doing uh, as far as jurisprudence and the rule of law? Every aspect of this Biden-Trump is asymmetrical. Trump was a president. He had that prerogative to be classified. Biden was a vice president. He didn't. Trump had only had those documents for less than two years. Joe Biden knew them, knew that he had them for six years and never told anybody. Nobody did anything about them. Mar-a-Lago is more secure than Joe Biden's garage. Donald Trump doesn't have a son who is erratic and is trying to weaponize or capitalize the knowledge of his father about government and his future trajectory as a political candidate for the Biden consortium profit. So it's just outrageous. And I don't know what's going to happen, but I think it's going to be a baton relay because we're going to see Alvin Bragg get the baton and then we're going to see Latita James get the baton and then Miss Willis down in Georgia. And it's designed to destroy the the person who's leading in the polls against Joe Biden. That's what countries abroad do that are not that are unstable and corrupt. The existing administration uses the powers of government to indict his likely opponent or possible opponent in the next election. You've got to hand it to Biden and his backers, though. They're always quick to come up with clever distractions in their effort to trick the public into forgetting or at least diminishing concern over the serious criminal allegations surrounding Biden and his family members. The concept of cleverly lying and falsely accusing your enemies of crimes, often the crimes you're engaged in, to distract from what you are doing is an old communist strategy. And Biden is a communist agent. Let's not forget about that. Here's more audio from Fox late last week. This time it's from the Mornings with Maria program with host Maria Bartiromo interviewing U.S. Representative Anna Paulina Luno, Repu- Luna, Republican of Florida, and a member of the House Oversight and Accountability Committee. She was one of the few committee members who saw what was in the FBI bribe allegations document, as most of the other committee members had reportedly left Washington for the weekend at the time it was learned that they could view the document. They were expected to be seeing it this coming week. Please play soundbite two. Anna Paulina Luna. Congressman, it's good to see you again. Thanks very much for being here this morning. I want to start off with your reaction to this indictment on Donald Trump. 
Exactly like Don Jr. had said. I mean, it hasn't even been 24 hours, Maria, since I have seen the document that the FBI has that literally has not one but two separate payments to Joe Biden and his son for over $5 million from a foreign national. And of course, the DOJ just yesterday decides that they're going to be bringing charges against Trump. So I don't think it's by coincidence or mistake, but I can tell you one thing, Maria. Um, I know Speaker McCarthy's fired up about this. I know House Over side is. And I don't think that the DOJ realizes the beehive that they're poking. Well, let's talk about that, because, Congresswoman, you were one of the few lawmakers who actually saw the Biden bribery document yesterday. What can you tell us about it? Does the Oversight Committee uh, do anything about this now? What is your next step? And tell us what this uh, document says. Yeah, so I actually stayed yesterday. Um, as you know, we were in recess for a little bit, and I actually spoke with Chairman Comer, so subpoenas should be going out next week. But what I can say is absolutely just as we had speculated and had heard that this goes back to when Joe Biden was the vice president, that, again, there was two separate transactions of $5 million, one to Joe Biden and one to his son, Hunter Biden. It is from Burisma. Um, I can tell you that the source had met multiple times Times um, to get this information that the FBI also in that document had redacted information that talked about an individual who has um, actual proof and email, whether it's emails, text messages, electronic correspondence to actually get that information. And what I'm hearing, Maria, what I'm seeing is this is absolutely grounds for impeachment. And isn't it ironic that the Biden administration, the corrupt DOJ and the FBI are accusing <clears throat> President Trump of exactly what Joe Biden is guilty of. And so it's in my opinion that this does change things a little bit because as we know, right now we're coming up on the 2024 election cycle. But Maria, it's also important to note that they moved around the money the same way that they moved around the money for personal payments to Joe Biden's family. So remember those 20 shell corporations and companies? Um, that's how I believe that they paid Joe Biden. That's un this is just unbelievable, Congresswoman. These are the most serious charges ever leveled at a president, and the mainstream media will not report it at all. And so you're saying that on the very day that we see this document, you and your colleagues saw the document where apparently what I've got here is a Burisma executive said $5 million to Joe Biden, $5 billion to the other Biden. On the same day, we have confirmation that there was a bribery scheme and Biden was paid off to make policy changes that Trump is indicted. Correct. And it's even more important to know that, you know, the individual that came forward, I mean, I was speaking with Chairman Comer, um, you know, this is some very, very scary stuff, right? Um, it is very possible, and I do believe now that we have to kind of be careful about the timelines that we're releasing here, because the individual is still an active source, an active human source, that is. And so we have to make sure that this person doesn't get hurt. And I think that it's very likely with the information that's been brought forward that that could happen. And so um, it's very likely that this president is going to be impeached. And by that, I mean Joe Biden. And rightfully so. I would be saying the same thing for if it was a Republican. If you're guilty of public corruption and selling out your position, you don't deserve to be in office. You may have heard or read that the FBI, in initially opposing disclosure of the Biden bribery allegation document, has said that disclosing the document could put the informant's life in danger. 
Who's going to endanger their life? Biden's people? Elements within the FBI? Elsewhere in the DOJ? The foreign nationals allegedly involved in the bribery to the Bidens? The bribe to the Bidens? Uh, I assume that would be people in the Ukraine. I mean, <laughs> although not to diminish the seriousness of it, conservative commentator Cash Patel, host of Cash's Corner program on NTD television, who's a former federal prosecutor working, who is a former prosecutor who worked on national security cases and a former deputy director of national intelligence in the Trump administration, has said, don't believe for a minute that the FBI can't protect this confidential source. That is, as I see it, unless elements within the FBI could be involved in threatening the source's safety. Just last night, I was able to watch part of the latest episode of Cash's Corner on NTD television, which I subscribed to. On that episode, Patel was analyzing the contents of the indictment, and I felt better about Trump's prospect in the case as I heard Patel discussing the indictment. I'm looking forward to going back and reviewing what I saw Patel's show on the indictment and watching the full episode. Cash Patel, by the way, has a new book coming out in which he's been fighting the federal government over its delay in releasing the book's manuscript after a lengthy security review, which Patel claims was intentional. The book is titled Government Gangsters, The Deep State, The Truth, and The Battle for Our Democracy. The book is available for pre-sale now on Amazon and elsewhere, including the website mysignedcopy.com, I believe. It's where I just signed up for one. Uh, and has a projected uh, late September publication date. A synopsis of the book states, quote, A sinister cabal of corrupt and law, corrupt law enforcement personnel, intelligence agents, and military officials at the highest levels of government plotted to overthrow a president. Even after they failed, they continued to secretly pull the levers of power without any accountability to the American people. This isn't the synopsis of a fictional spy thriller. This is what is actually going on in the United States government. In Government Gangsters, Cash Patel, a former top official in the White House, the Department of Defense, the Intelligence Community, and the Department of Justice, pulls back the curtain on the deep state, revealing the major players and tactics within the permanent government bureaucracy, which has spent decades stripping power away from the American people and their elected leaders. Based on his firsthand knowledge, Patel reveals how we can defeat the deep state, reassert self-government, and restore our democracy, end quote. I don't know if you've heard of it, but uh, one of the uh, people on uh, one of the congressional committees, I think he's one of the representatives, Democrat, on uh, congressman on uh, the House Oversight Committee, uh, Mr. Uh, Goldman, uh, has declared on his Twitter pages that, Cash Patel's a pro-Trump hack who was actually being investigated by not only the he doesn't call it the deep state, he's the Department of Justice. Uh, Cash Patel responded to that, saying, "This guy, if he if, if he doesn't, he's not aware of him being investigated. But if he is, this guy's disclosing confidential information that would be uh, classified. Uh, he was going to make some complaints about the guy. This guy Goldman apparently also was the counsel to none other than old Congressman Adam Schiff when he was running the House Intelligence Committee, I think it was. And they're trying to get Trump that way. But. So, lo and behold. Anyway, speaking of government gangsters and the Biden bribe allegations, let's listen to excerpts from a video I recently posted here on the Jim Benson Show pages titled 
honorable and effective, unquote, referring to Biden's comments on an MSNBC interview on his announcement of his re-election campaign. The video starts off with these remarks, but it then includes other material, including information and allegations, which I believe are directly related to the aforementioned Biden bribery allegations. You'll hear Biden self-righteously dismissing Donald Trump's claims of Biden corruption in Ukraine during a 2020 televised presidential debate where, once again, Biden tries to turn the tables and claim that Trump tried to bribe the Ukrainian government to say that Biden was guilty of misconduct there. You'll next hear remarks from former Trump advisor and former New York City mayor, who's also a former federal prosecutor, Rudy Giuliani, on his Common Sense podcast series, in which Giuliani discusses Biden's activities in Ukraine as the Obama administration point man there. Giuliani com- comments, Giuliani's comments are extensive, and I have edited them down to a few moments, but I think what I played zeroes in on discussion of just what is being alleged now about Biden's activities in Ukraine. Now, you'll hear different amounts. Uh, there, it's been said, oh, the, the thing they're talking about now with the House Oversight Committee is that this informant says Biden got a $10 million bribe. Biden did his son or something, uh, $5 million each. Uh, Giuliani talks about $14 million. Uh, we'll go into a little more of that in a minute. This, different, different things are being used, but we're, we're talking about the same stuff, essentially. Um, you'll hear more about the explanation for that in a moment. Uh, after Julie's comment, Giuliani's comments end on the video and soundbite, it then immediately cuts to what Giuliani described as Biden's confession of the Ukrainian bribe. It's Joe Biden bragging about how he threatened to withhold that $1 billion loan guarantee unless the Ukrainian prosecutor investigating Burisma was fired. Biden's statements were made at a Council on Foreign Relations event some years ago. I invite you to view the entire video and decide for yourself about whether these allegations now about Biden bribery scheme have merit. You can find the video under the headings archives if you scroll down on the first page of the Jim Benson show pages on here at uh, bbsradio.com and then you will see a link for video clips and by clicking on that two videos will come up they're both about biden and i'm referring now to the second one i watch them both a few more comments before we play the audio file rudy giuliani is a former attorney for donald trump spent years investigating allegations of joe biden and his family members selling influence in the public offices biden has held just before today's show i saw an email link from thegatewaypundit.com to a video clip on their site from a couple of days ago of an interview Giuliani did with Fox's Rita Cosby, I believe it is. Oh, I'm sorry, it's not Fox. It's uh, It was Newsmax. Newsmax's Rita Cosby, I think is her name. It's nice to see that Fox is allowing this type of news and opinion still. In that video, Giuliani relates that last week's Biden $10 million bribe allegations are just the tip of an iceberg of illegal pay-for-play evidence and that there's a lot more to come about all this. Giuliani related that he gave evidence about all this and offered witnesses to testify about it, about the Burisma situation, to the prior Democrat-led House Oversight Committee, which did nothing with it. Giuliani also said that former Trump administration Attorney General Bill Barr, you know, Benedict Bill Bullshit Barr, who made a fortune representing big corporations with big business in China, that bar stopped a Pennsylvania U.S. attorney from investigating Giuliani's Burisma evidence and sent it to the U.S. attorney in Delaware, Joe Biden's home state, where nothing thus far has come of it. This is the same Bill Barr who reportedly ordered all U.S. attorneys to stop investigating 2020 election 
evidence and vote fraud evidence, even though he said that they were still investigating shortly after the 2020 election. Play soundbite three, please. Have been questions about the work your son has done in China and for a Ukrainian energy company when you were vice president. In retrospect, was anything about those relationships inappropriate or unethical? Nothing was unethical. Here's what the deal. With regard to Ukraine, we had this whole question about whether or not, because he was on the board, I later learned of a Burisma, a company, that somehow I had done something wrong. Yet every single solitary person when he was going through his impeachment, testifying under oath who worked for him, said, I did my job impeccably. I carried out U.S. policy. Not one single solitary thing was out of line. Not a single thing, number one. Number two, the guy who got in trouble in Ukraine was this guy trying to bribe the Ukrainian government to say something negative about me, which they would not do and did not do because it never, ever, ever happened. My son has not made money in terms of this thing about, uh, what are you talking about, China. What happened in the Ukraine that was a crime? Very simple. Joe Biden was bribed by Mikola Zloshevsky, the head of a company called Burisma, and Burisma is an oil and gas company. The owner was one of the biggest crooks in Ukraine, one of the biggest members of organized crime, and probably a murderer. So I want to get you an idea right at the very beginning who the Bidens deal with. You're going to see a fair number of murderers, organized criminals, and uh, spies. So Mikola Zloshevsky had a company called Burisma. His company was built crookedly when he was the minister of ecology. He gave his company all of the best mineral rights in Ukraine. And when he came out, he was worth eight, ten billion dollars. When the government looked like it was going to fall, he stole five billion dollars, left the country, was an exile and lived in fear that the new president, Poroshenko, was going to take it from him. He soon found out that the new president was as big a crook, if not worse, than the old president, and that he could be reached. And he also soon found out that the most powerful man in Ukraine was Joe Biden when he was appointed point man by Obama. because he controlled all the money that was going to go to Ukraine. And Ukraine had $800,000 in the bank when their prior leader left with people like Zloshevsky. So Zloshevsky, knowing what the press keeps from you, that Joe Biden had a history as a sleazy Delaware politician and had been taking illegal money with his brother for 20 years. He set up contacts with Joe and he offered him a deal. The deal was roughly something that would amount to about 14 to 15 million dollars. Most of it would be paid through a no show job for his son, Hunter Biden. Well, that's what he did. He used him as a bag man. He never showed up in Ukraine. He never did anything meaningful, but he got paid $166,000 per month for a total of about five or six million paid. That way, he got a laundered three million additional monies altogether. The Biden family got about $14 million in bribes. And then Biden did his job. When the prosecutor Shokin was about to move on the company. He had already arrested them. He was about to seize their assets. He came in, and as he explains in his own words, in a confession that is 
as tight as you can get. He explains, I told Poroshenko, you got to get rid of the prosecutor or you don't get your $1 billion loan guarantee. Um, I remember going over convincing our team, our others, to convincing us that we should be providing for loan guarantees. And I went over, I guess, the 12th, 13th time to Kiev, and, uh, and I was going, supposed to announce that there was another billion-dollar loan guarantee. And I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from uh, Yatsenyuk that they would take action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. So they said they had. They were walking out to press conference. Said, "No, nah. I said I'm not going to. We're not going to give you the billion dollars." They said, "You have no authority. You're not the president." The president said, "I said call him." <laughs> I said, "I'm telling you, you're not getting the billion dollars." I said, "You're not getting the billion. I'm going to be leaving here." And I think it was what six hours. I looked. I said, "I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money." Oh, son of a bitch! <laughs> Got fired, and they put in place someone who was solid. By the way, you hear uh, Giuliani there saying that uh, Hunter Biden got 166000 a month for so many years. Actually, it was uh, he was getting something like 80000 I understand, but it was also his business partner who was also appointed to the board. I don't know if he ever showed up there either. He was getting the same amount, so it came to about 166000 a month. <laughs> anyway, getting back to our program. Mark Levin, former chief of staff to Attorney General Edward Meese in the Reagan administration and host of the Mark Levin radio show and the Life, Liberty, and Levin program on Fox, has said Joe Biden is a pathological liar. Remember, lies and trickery are the stock in trade, the modus operandi of the communists and their allies, including their servant, Joe Biden. Biden knows that any lie he tells will be parroted and trumpeted as great truth by the sycophants in the mainstream media. You have to be aware that these people are not real journalists, but primarily highly paid propagandists peddling the dogma of the communist left for its powerful allies and servants of our business and financial organizations who own the mainstream media. These are people who have huge amounts of money invested with the Communist Chinese Party, the CCP, which rigs and controls the Chinese economy. And just like the corrupt Hillary Clinton, Biden knows he can get away with pretty much anything so long as his cohorts in the media and the government keep covering for him. Here's more commentary on the federal indictment of Trump last week by a distinguished lawyer, Harvard law professor, author, and constitutional authority, Alan Dershowitz. Here he's being interviewed by Steve Bannon on Bannon's War Room program, June 9th. Dershowitz says the political persecution of President Trump has launched America into the most dangerous time in its history. I don't agree with Dershowitz that both sides, as he says, of the political spectrum are trying to weaponize the criminal justice system against each other. But that doesn't detract from my esteem for Dershowitz's legal brilliance and his devotion to the Constitution. He's also a self-proclaimed lifelong liberal Democrat who votes, who's voted for Joe Biden, he says. But the... You know, I said Dershowitz has a new book out called Get Trump, The Threat to Civil Liberties, Due Process, and Our Constitutional Rule of Law. Further on, toward the end of his uh, interview, he will tell you how you can order that book. I think he talks about it's available on Amazon. Play soundbite four, please. Professor Dershowitz, you've been at the middle and the forefront of uh, you know issues about the Vietnam War. 
issues of Watergate, the removal of Richard Nixon, uh, the first impeachment of President Trump. You've seen it all and done it all. Why do you say that we're in uncharted waters and you think this may be the most dangerous time in the history of this republic? Well, it's so dangerous because we're seeing both sides trying to weaponize the criminal justice system against each other. You can be sure that if this somehow succeeds, if this weaponization, if this targeting of of President Trump, which I call the get Trump approach, if this succeeds, it will become the normal process. Each side will use its power when it's in power to try to criminalize the other side. And that can't be the way the American public uh, wants the uh, United States Constitution to be interpreted. Uh, When you have a man who's running for president against the incumbent, And the incumbent administration, even if it's through special counsel, independent counsel, goes after the leading candidate on the other side. They darn well better have the strongest case in history, at least the strongest case since Richard Nixon. And people forget that Richard Nixon was not removed from office because the Democrats wanted him out. Of course they did. It's because the Republicans wanted him out. It was bipartisan. We're not seeing any of that. We're not seeing Republicans saying, oh, you've persuaded us. Oh, you've convinced us. We're not going to nominate Donald Trump. We're seeing Donald Trump get stronger among Republican candidates. And this then becomes a divided nation, divided over our criminal justice system. And that makes it the most dangerous possibility that I've seen in my adult lifetime. It has to stop. We have to stop weaponizing. We have to disarm. We have to make sure that criminal justice only... the book, the book is the book is get the book is get Trump. It's a detail of all these different cases. It's a must read, and now we're thrown into the middle of it. So you got to get it to get up to speed. It's a great primer. The book is get Trump from Skyhorse. I just want to make sure people understand this. You represented President Trump in the first uh, impeachment. Correct me if I'm wrong, sir. You did not vote for President Trump in 2016, and I don't believe you voted for President Trump in 2020. Correct. That's correct. I also helped represent President Clinton. I'm bipartisan. I voted against Trump. I have a constitutional right to vote against them again, not to have that me prevented from doing that by a prosecutor, by a judge or by a jury. The American public decides who is the next president, not some bureaucrats, not some special counsel, not some attorney general. We have to make sure we are free to vote for and against whoever we want to. And you will vote for Trump. I will vote against them. That's not the issue. The issue is whether or not there's election interference by criminally prosecuting the main candidate against the incumbent president. That's what's so dangerous. That's what brings us so close to Lafrenti Beria and Joseph Stalin, where the head of the KGB said to the head of the Communist Party, show me the man and I'll find you the crime. Even making a special prosecutor look at every detail of every aspect of Trump's life as part of get Trump. If he were not running for president, we would not be seeing this. And that's what's wrong with the politicization of the criminal justice system. We started with Rachel Maddow last night. She said that. She said, hey, the deal here will be if Trump steps down and doesn't run, they'll drop the charges. So, so they politicize it. Last question. The book is get Trump. Um, you've dedicated your life to the, to the teaching of the Constitution. Many of the people in the Justice Department today, sir, many people associated with this were taught by you at the nation's leading law school and particularly about the Constitution. What went wrong? Well, what wrong is that to get Trump attitude. I have friends, good people who think that it's perfectly OK to trash the Constitution in order to get Trump. They think of Trump 
as if you were Adolf Hitler in 1933. They won't talk to me. They won't include me. They won't allow me to speak in local libraries or local community centers because Trump is different. These people believe that it's perfectly okay to distort the Constitution. Take, for example, the Espionage Act. Everybody on the liberal side hated the Espionage Act for the last hundred years. It's been used against dissenters, war protesters, you name it. Now these same people are saying expand the Espionage Act, make it broad enough to capture and get Donald Trump. That's the hypocrisy we're seeing. It's a distortion of our system of justice in order to get Trump. And that is a great danger because today it's get Trump. Tomorrow it's get you. Tomorrow it's get me. Tomorrow it's get anybody who's in the in the sights of the people who want to get their political enemies. That's not what America is supposed to be like. First, they came for Trump. Uh, Professor Dershowitz, how do people get to your podcast? How do they get to your writings? How do they get to the book? Well, the Amazon is the best place to get my book, Get Trump, because local bookstores don't sell it. They don't want to sell a title called Get Trump. Local, my, my local community center, my local library won't let me talk about it. So you have to get it on Amazon. And my, my podcast is just The Dirt Show on Rumble and on YouTube. So I really appreciate if people would get Get Trump because that would send a powerful message that there are people watching and there is going to be accountability. Professor Dershowitz, thank you for uh, taking the time today to join us. Pleasure. Thank you. I was watching a speech by David Horowitz. Uh, it was on the Internet. David Horowitz, the free, founder of the Freedom Center, a former Marxist himself, Marxist darling, and now who turned on the left. And he had said that this whole shift to the left in the government, Democratic Party, uh, started 50 years ago when radicals started taking over our education system and turning out brainwashed Marxists, you know, hailing Marxism, communism as this great thing that was going to save the world. America was evil and hate America. And I, I recently also read that James Comey, the former FBI director, had given an interview with a media outlet, it might have been the Atlantic Magazine, where he related that he, was, he went from being, he said, I went from being communist to whatever I am now. In other words, we had the head of the FBI saying he was a communist. And that's not only, he's not the only one. And we had people, uh, was it uh, the former head of the CIA, very arrogant guy who's always pontificating about Trump and everything. That's uh, on, uh, you know, what's his name? Uh, uh, the, the, uh, well, we have uh, several of them. Uh, another one is uh, James Clapper, National Intelligence Director. He supposedly has background that shows he was radical left. And then we have, you know, other people, too. But they've all they've infiltrated eight years of Clinton's eight years of Obama. And now under Biden, they the, our governments are thoroughly infiltrated with these people. And the ends always justify the means. They want to get rid of the Constitution. They despise the First Amendment. They actually they actually admire the Communist Chinese Party because they don't allow dissent. Well, I can go on and on about that. Now here's audio from Bannon's War Room program, again on Real America's Voice Network, this time interviewing Mike Davis, founder and president of the Article 3 Project regarding the Trump indictment. Davis states the administrative state, also known as the swamp and the deep state, interfered with the presidential elections in 2016 and 2020, and they are going to do it again in 2024. 
Please play soundbite five. Mike Davis, thank you for hanging around. Mike, give us your assessment. I want to talk about the constitutional crisis we're hurtling towards. You heard Nancy Mace, you heard Stefanik. We've got the oversight issues with the Bidens, and then we've got the issue of what's taking place under the Espionage Act. Is this going to be a summer of constitutional crises, sir? Definitely. I mean, the Democrats have crossed the Rubicon here, and we knew that they were going to do this, and here we are. I mean, it doesn't get worse than this. They have taken non-crimes of a former president having his presidential records in the office of former president, which is allowed by the Presidential Records Act. That's why Congress gives former presidents federally funded office space, uh, federally funded staff with security clearances and Secret Service protection. They have weaponized this against Trump. And this is the third election in a row that they've done this. They did it in 2016 when Hillary got caught with her illegal home server hacked by our worst enemies, uh, including evidence of the uh, Clinton uh, Clinton Foundation's illegal pay-for-play foreign corruption operation. She destroyed the server in the face of a congressional subpoena, clear obstruction of justice. What did the FBI do? They they colluded with with Hillary, Obama, Biden, the AG, the CIA to come up with a Russian collusion hoax. You're a hard-headed guy, right? You're redheaded. You're always for a fight. You're a hard-headed guy. Was Nancy Mace correct, do you believe, and Stefanik, who backed her up, to say there was no coincidence here? That this was this is this was held as a total misdirection play for the central event here, which is the Biden family uh, selling out the country, and and now uh, the House Oversight Committee starting to get access to documents. Do you, do you believe that this was a misdirection play to do that? Yes, I mean yes, absolutely. They did it in the two prior elections. They did it in 2016 when Hillary got caught with her illegal home server espionage. Uh, foreign bribery, uh, uh, obstruction. They did it in 2020 with Joe Biden when he got caught taking millions from foreign governments, when he got caught with a clear $5 million bribe to Joe and $5 million bribe to Hunter when he was VP from Burisma to to get the prosecutor fired or he was going to lose or Ukraine was going to lose a billion dollars in aid. They did it in 2016 and they did it in 2020. Why is it so shocking that people, why, why are people shocked that they're doing it, uh, doing it again in 2024? It's the same people running this. It's the same National Security Division yeah. at the Justice Department. It's the same. It's, it's the same corrupt units, the the counterintelligence units at the FBI. When Dershowitz, who's who's a ACLU guy, a, a huge liberal, been at Harvard forever, been through the Vietnam War, the protests there, been through the Nixon situation, been through Trump's first impeachment, when he says. He thinks this is one of the most dangerous, if not the most dangerous time in the history of this republic. What say you, sir? I think we should plug his book again, Get Trump. I mean, it's it, he lays it out in his book. It's very clear what they're doing. They, they have weaponized, they have politicized and weaponized our justice system. Again, not our parents or grandparents' Democrat Party. These are not liberals who love America and just disagree with conservatives on the best way to get there. These are Marxists. They hate America. They hate free speech. They hate due process. They hate equality. They all they care about is power. And they are you they are using our justice system. They are using our intel apparatus for power. They did it in 2016. They did it in 2020. They're doing it again in 2024. And the only way we're going to stop this is if we put Trump back in the White House in 2024 so he can dismantle all of this.
Mike Davis, how do people get to your uh, your great um, organization and follow you on uh, social media, particularly your personal Twitter account? Article3project.org, article3project.org, at article3project, at article3project, and my personal on Getter Twitter Truth is at M-R-D-D-M-I-A, M-R-D-D-M-I-A. And thank you, Steve. Thank you, brother. Just to uh, update a little bit here, a few minutes earlier I was temporarily lost, the forgot about the name of the former CIA chief under Obama, who is now a, a loudmouth, arrogant, self-righteous leftist commentator on Communist News Network, also known as CNN. That's John Brennan, of course. While I certainly agree with Oh, I'm sorry. John Brennan, what I was talking about, too, is he, he, he's, he's also apparently bragged about voting for the Communist CP, the Communist Party USA candidate for president twice, I believe. Alice Jones on Infowars.com has said that Brennan had declared twice that he'd vote for, vote for the Communist Party USA president candidate. So there you have the head of the CIA saying he was leaning toward communism at the very least. The former FBI director who said he was a communist. These people have thoroughly infiltrated our government. And they want to get rid of our government. They want to get rid of, as we have known it, they want to get rid of the freedoms and the individual rights and things that we have here in America, which they believe is, as the former Georgi Schwartz of Hungary, where he's been declared an enemy of the state, now known as George Soros, who owns the Democratic Party primarily, almost, and the, most of the media, along with Bill Gates, former Microsoft Bill Gates, they believe that uh, America is the main obstacle to what they call a just and what old Georgi calls a just and fair world order. Although lately, Georgi has soured on uh, communist China being this great paradigm for us for the future new world order. Since he backed the wrong guy, he backed the former communist dictator Zhang Zemin, who was a rival of the current communist dictator Xi Jinping. And now he's warning about the dangers to national security of helping pro- continuing to prop up the Communist Chinese Party with all this capital from the West. While I certainly agree with Mike Davis that the deep state has been interfering with our elections, very few observers seem to want to discuss, or if they do, discuss more than peripherally, the most dangerous allegations of all regarding election interference. And these are the claims being made by election integrity activists like Mike Lindell, Patrick Byrne, retired Air Force Lieutenant General Thomas McKinney, and journalists Mary Fanning and Alan Jones on their theamericanreport.org website. These allegations of these are allegations of massive CCP election interference through vote switching cyber attacks across the country in 2020 and 2022 that facilitated millions of votes allegedly cast for Donald Trump and Trump-endorsed candidates flipped to Joe Biden and other candidates favored by the CCP and communist left in America. These allegations also include well-organized operations inserting fraudulent paper ballots into recorded vote totals to hand election wins, to help election win, help hand election wins to Joe Biden and allied candidates, especially in the key swing states that decided the 20 and 22 elections. The cyber attacks were reportedly made possible by the CCP having been given access to a top-secret CIA-developed supercomputer 
called The Hammer and an elections interference program used with it called Scorecard. General McKinney has said Trump was briefed on The Hammer and Scorecard, but is not allowed to speak about them for federal law, some kind of National Security Secrets Act or something. I assume that also applies to numerous other members of Congress and people in our elsewhere in our government. I have tried to talk to my Congress people about this, but they I just get generalized responses. Whatever the real extent of the fraud in our elections, our recent elections, Joe Biden and the rest of the communist left's wins have been supported and even cheered on by many members of our judiciary, business, financial, and cultural leaders. These are the so-called elites captured by CCP operatives with enormous amounts of money derived from constant infusions of Western capital that keeps the CCP in power and enriches so many individuals and institutions in the U.S. and rest of the world. Just as the mass murdering, terrorizing, and enslaving first Soviet dictator Vladimir Lenin predicted, our elites seem committed to their own suicide by being bought off, allowing themselves to be bought off, and helping their communist benefactors bring about the downfall of the U.S. and the rest of the Western, the rest of Western civilization. Without truly free and fair elections, our country is already lost. I know there are many patriotic Americans working diligently across the country to ensure that we can indeed have real, legal, and fair elections. The question is, will it be enough and in time? At this point, I have my doubts. That's it for another show. As always, we hope you found today's content of interest and value. You can listen to a podcast of today's show when it's posted soon on the Jim Benson Show pages here at bbsradio.com. Look for us again two weeks from now in the same time slot with another live show. Have a great rest of your day and evening.